Hey you guys! Welcome to another edition of the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the Football Goonie, bringing you the uh, week three review of the Prestige Dynasty Worldwide, Wide, Wide Dynasty League matchups. So, uh, very fun, interesting week. Uh, quite explosive, a turnaround after week two, so that was really great to get into. Uh, no, no, but uh, anyways, let's just get into it, and uh, as I don't have a lot of time to record this episode. So first off, we had John Brown Hind Parts versus Bosley and Jones Insurance Heavyweight Battle. Uh, the quarterback, it was uh, relatively even. Tua and Justin Herbert Gave up 36 and 35 points. And Watson and Allen did 25-23. No surprises there. Other than uh, Deshaun Watson playing well. But that could have been a result of overreaction to not having the run game installed without Chubb week one of post-Chubb era. And the fact that Tennessee is hot garbage on defense. Uh, At the running back position... You had Christian McCaffrey and Bijan Robinson against the dynamic duo of Javante Williams and and um, Damian Pierce. So uh, obviously, like a David versus Goliath, and I would say that uh, that uh, beyond what you would have expected, uh, sorry, um, Tyler's team. Uh, Performed pretty well, actually, compared. Uh, So, McCaffrey was the number one, giving you 20 points. Uh, He's been actually relatively disappointing this season. I mean, he's been amazing, but he's wanted more from them, but no one's been able to really challenge the Niners. So, they don't really need to utilize him that much, and he's uh, not living up to potential. Uh, But he gave 20 points. Second highest was Damian Pierce at 13. Uh, Javante got you 7.5. That was a little disappointing, considering the Miami... Uh, matchup, but we all know what happened there, so not surprising that Javante didn't do great, although you would have liked to seen him get more than two receptions on three targets. Um, and then the big story was Bijan Robinson sucked against the Detroit Lions. Now, Lions have a good run defense, but still, man, 10 for 33, uh, 4 for 6 for 27 yards. Uh, I know Jameer Gibbs didn't ball out, but he was the better running back uh on sunday so um little win for clay but nothing crazy at the uh receiver position it was uh kind of the same thing but opposite he did what he needed to do at 14 and a half points jefferson did what he does at 24 and a half points but then you had a couple of disappointments lockett only getting 6.9 against carolina nico collins getting uh four and a half points against jacksonville uh, that one was really crazy, especially since uh, Houston put up good numbers. There was a lot of passes, but he was only two for three for 34. I'm guessing Jacksonville. I didn't watch the game, but I'm guessing Jacksonville made a concerted effort to lock him down. Uh, Pat, Pat Firemuth uh, delivered with a touchdown, so his mediocre day was saved at 11 and a half points. Uh, but the huge disappointment of the week, or the biggest disappointment, was that Hunter Henry failed to reach his 14.3 points, only putting up 2.7, thus breaking the cycle and returning to earth. 
Uh, I'm going to assume we're going to continue to see a slide of Hunter Henry as uh, the weeks go on. Uh, the big one on the flex positions was that uh, Clay finally had the courage to play someone he traded for, uh, getting Kenneth Walker in at 29 points, which dominated uh, the just puddle of crap that is uh, that is John Kelly, or sorry, Josh Kelly. Uh, only getting 2.2 points. And then uh, Puka was a little disappointing. James Cook was a little disappointing, both considering the matchups. Uh, Chris Godwin continues to be disappointing. Glad Clay, uh, glad, glad Clay gave up a second-round pick for him, uh, although he is just hurting me in one of my redraft leagues. And then uh, big-time game again from 2-2 Atwell, who is now the wide receiver 12 in our format having never failed to reach double digits and averaging at least eight targets a game. Who saw that coming? I mean, obviously, we can expect that not to uh, continue, but um, uh, assuming, like, obviously, everything's going to run through Cooper Cup if he is healthy when he returns. Um, so, ultimately, Clay edged or destroyed... Uh, with the high score of the week, 168.32 versus 140.62. Still an exciting game. Uh, Tyler put up a good fight. He ended up getting a uh, Aniston point. Uh, if only he thought to play, let's see, Isaiah Pacheco getting uh, 15 points. Uh, Judy getting 10. He might have had a shot, but I think he would have fallen a little short. And then, uh, of course, Clay failed to play his better receivers when uh, Chark went for 16 and a half. Dubs went for almost 16. DJ Moore went for almost 12. Uh, it's just a tale of Clay as he's got too many pieces. He never picks the right ones to go with, or at least only half of them. So he's destined to uh, destined to fail. He's like a great uh, tragic uh, Greek character. Pushing the rock up. Oh, I forget his name. Pushing up the rock up the hill only for it to roll down every time. Uh, then my favorite news, of course, of the week was that uh, Sam Howell is, in fact, terrible. And he just needed to be on Clay's team to show that. Having uh, traded a second-round pick, I think, for him as well. Only putting up 0.6 points. And then, unfortunately for Clay, he also lost Derek Carr, at least for a couple of weeks. So... Uh, his, his starters are fine. Deshaun played a good game. Uh, hopefully he continues for him. Two is mostly great. Every once in a while he gives you a mediocre game. But uh, really thin on the depth at quarterback, which has always, uh, always been Clay's M.O. Next up, we have Cohen 2.0 versus Mahomeboy and Ratatouille. Um... This is definitely a scoregami of a game. Not so much on the final total. No surprises. Cohen uh, just beat the living crap out of Chris's team, who is in rebuild mode while uh, Cohen's on his last leg of shooting for a second championship. But uh, the really freaky Friday one was that Kirk Cousins and Pat Mahomes both scored 31.68 points. And they did it, obviously, in different manners. That would have been even crazier. But, like, the fact that it ran ran out a... Uh, there was almost 100 yards difference between them. Only one turnover, 
but the way the touchdown and the running yards fell and the one turnover, it is just insane. Uh, second off, though, Cohen continues to show his uh, true weakness, which is the QB2. Matt Stafford uh, playing okay. This was actually a terrible game. He's been playing okay, but he's not putting up fantasy numbers. Uh, 13 and a half points there. Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Sorry, Falcons fans. You're going to win enough games, but this guy is just putrid. Um, at the running back position, Matt's running backs continue to disappoint uh, after losing Chubb. Najee Harris has been turd. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been turd. Actually, I do want to get into that a little bit. So, like, uh, I've watched some of the games. Najee doesn't look, like, amazing or anything. So, don't get me wrong. I'm not delusional. But everyone's like, oh, Jalen Warren's the best. Jalen Warren's the best. So, Jalen Warren has had way more room to run. Najee seems to get contacted in the backfield, whereas they're just, they're expecting a pass play for Warren. So, when he runs, it's larger lanes. Plus, I mean, catching passes, he's a more dynamic pass catcher. He's got a little more room to run. Najee is averaging in his terrible play. And mind you, fantasy wise, it is terrible. But he's averaging right around four yards a carry. And Jalen Warren, let's look up his teammate, who is on a completely different team, is averaging three and a quarter yards per carry. Well, he's a pass-catching running back, right? Right. Well, I mean, he's only produced 6.3 yards per catch, which is mediocre to, eh. Like, I, I don't see the appeal. I don't know why everyone's crapping on Najee 100% saying Jalen Warren's so much better. Um, I think you're just bored with Najee Harris as, like, a fantasy community. I don't... <laughs> excuse me. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he, either way, he's disappointing. Uh, in fact, the only good running back in this game was Travis Etienne. Uh, because in the flex, Kenneth Gainwell, Brian Robinson, bleh, Tyler Algier, bleh. Um, so, moving on, we get to the receivers. Tyreek Hill did Tyreek Hill things. CeeDee Lamb was disappointing. Calvin Ridley on the other side was disappointing. And Marquise Brown continues to be actually decent, even though... He's not getting a huge amount of volume, and we thought that team was going to be terrible. Uh, Kelsey looked good for the Swifties out there at 16.5 points. Kyle Pitts, uh, sad saga continues. I read something. I don't know if he's ran less routes than his teammate, Jonu Smith, but I know he has a lower um, yards or was it targets per route run than Jonu Smith, meaning that when they're when Jonu's on the field, it is more important for Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith to get him the ball than it is for them to get Kyle Pitts on the ball. Uh, this was just to add to Chris's frustration because I know he's super upset. Um, and then the finish out the flex, Gabe Davis had an okay game with his touchdown on one reception. Juwan Jennings is not someone you should be playing. And uh, on the other side, A.J. Brown was a crybaby and got his yards. And Christian Kirk did okay, even though the rest of the 
team did hot garbage on the Jags. So, big win for uh, Matt as he continues to vie for his second championship. Next up, we had Nighthawk versus the GA Dogs for Life. Uh, Mike versus Brian. These are two teams that are uh, been sitting on the outskirts, hoping to get back to the promised land. Brian the first time, but I think the team itself has been there before. Uh, so, vying for position, uh, and let's see how it turned out. At the quarterback position, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Ugh. Unfortunately, he couldn't play Joe Burrow, which actually was a fortunate thing because Burrow was half the points of either of those two. Uh, Jalen Hurts continued to look terrible, but Tush Push and... Uh, one other touchdown made his fantasy day pretty decent. Uh, Geno Smith, they didn't have to do too much through the air because Kenneth Walker was killing it, so he had a mediocre game. Uh, at the running back position, though, it was Joe Mixon, stud. Al- Alexander Madison, stud. James Conner, stud. Derrick Henry, stupid. Oh my gosh, Derrick Henry got two points, 11 carries for 20 yards. But what's even crazier, because it was the Cleveland defense, so like they're a great, great defense. But Tajay Spears is now out-snapping him. Not that he's doing a ton with it, but he's out-snapping him. This is just bananas. Uh, at the receiver position, Stefan Diggs and... Almond Ross State Brown put up identical 15.1 points for Bryant's team, while Hopkins continued to be just sad at 6.3. But the boost of losing Mike Williams and being the best quarterback and receiver on his team, Keenan Allen just dominated, and he's going to continue to dominate. So Mike had that going for him with a whopping 38.5 points. Uh, at the tight end position, mediocre day for Hawkinson, but he continues to be the tight end one. And we need to stop trying to make David and Joku a thing. At the flex position, it was Adams, Shahid, and Evans. Uh, one of those put up zero points, but still got 50 points from that grouping, while Eckler was forgotten to be taken out. And Sanders and Thomas put up a whopping 22 and 23 points combined. Uh, so at the end of the day, it was a 20-point flogging pretty much, 151.3 to 131.3. And I looked down the line, if Mike actually cared and paid attention, he didn't have a single play that he could have substituted Eckler, so it honestly didn't matter. But uh, he now rests at 3-3. Three at three. Uh, he starts, he's seeming to be checked out. I hope, Mike, if you're listening, I hope you're not checked out. I hope you're still with us in this league. Uh, please get your head back in the game, man. It, get on the chat. Set up your lineups. Let's have some fun, man. Respond to trade offers. I know several people have sent you some. So, uh, that's how it turned out. And then the, uh, hot garbage, uh, Fight goes to Joyless Chris versus Taco Corp. Uh, Taco Corp continues to break my heart, putting up mediocre, decent fantasy numbers while having an even better max points, which is what really screws my 101 chances. 
which at this point, I don't think I'm going to get it. I might get the 102 now. Um, anyways, at the quarterback position, Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett versus Jared Goff and Lamar Jackson. No surprise here that they destroyed him. Um, Mac actually wasn't horrible. He was okay at 15. Kenny Pickett did good at 22 points, but it just wasn't enough for 28 and 20 points, respectively, on the other side. And then, of course... Rashad White, Gus Edwards, no match for the aforementioned Jalen Warren and the stud running back, Zach Moss. I am praying and hoping Johnny Taylor comes back. I don't care what the split is. I just need him to come back week five because Zach Moss put up 21.5 points, and he is currently the RB12 having only played two games. He's been the RB10 in four two weeks. Like He is destroying me right now, man. Uh, the receiver position, Pickens and McLaren versus Sky Moore and Wilson. This was pretty even. Edge to Pickens and McLaren. Barely, uh, obviously, since Garrett Wilson is just catching pass, not catching passes, but like attempting to catch passes from just like the worst. Uh, Dallas Goddard versus Conklin. This one's way too close because. Goddard should be destroying Conklin, especially with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. And there is only two and a half points between them. Like, come on, Goddard. What? Is, man, that Philly offense is awful other than their run game and their short yardage conversion and one receiver going off in a week. That's, like, the recipe. Um, a hand-me-down look of a flex position on both sides – with uh, Drake London and their, that terrible situation, Roshan Johnson and Kadarius Toney versus Samaje P. Ryan, Robert Woods, and Itty Bitty Tank Dell. But, of course, Itty Bitty Tank Dell put up big numbers at 23 points, pissing me off even more. That dude is just winning. I don't think people are thinking he's on the field. Um, I don't know what's going on. And then... Of course, on Ryan's bench, Thielen goes for 26 points. Uh, Rondell Moore goes for 14 points. Like, just come on, man. And uh, Joyless Chris is sitting there just going like, hey, Sam Laporta, number two tight end, let's not put you in. Let's stick with Dallas Goddard, who has less points than... Let me get back to Laporta. Game log. Less points in the entire season than Laporta had just this week. So, yep. And by a lot, too. I mean, like, Laporta scored double Goddard's season total. Uh, and then your premier matchup of the week, of course, Liver Spotted Hands. Myself versus the Is He Gonna Do It? Is He Not Gonna Do It? Waffle House Index. Uh, it's time for Sam to share to get on the pot, off the pot, man. Decide what you're going to do with your team, bro. Are you rebuilding or are you going all in? Because you're sitting with picks, some skilled players, but whoo, got to figure it out. Uh, anyways, we started off the week with four awesome points from my number one quarterback, Daniel Jones. No big deal. Not a big deal. Um, and that was a great start for Sam. Sam's like, I got this, man. I got this. Because I got Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Super duper picks. 
from their draft. Or not. Trevor Lawrence put in a mediocre day at 16 points, looking awful against Houston. Justin Fields is toast, folks. Uh, he got 11 carries for 47 yards. That's not what you need out of him. Uh, he ended up putting up 12.5 points. They just need to let him do what he did last season, second half, and run the crap out of the ball. Although, maybe their plan is just to like ensure they get the top pick between them and Carolina's pick by just letting him only be a pocket passer. I don't know. Either way, uh, Jordan Love was the big winner here for me. And getting 26 points, so we pretty much washed a quarterback. I think I had a little bit more. Uh, at running back, disappointment for Gibbs again, 8.7. He'll get it going. I'm just being patient. Disappointment from Brees Hall, 3.2. Tony Pollard, a little disappointing, 13.6 points. But Raheem Mostert, what did he cost me? He cost me an Elijah Mitchell, folks. That's right, an Elijah Mitchell for the number one running back in fantasy. 41.7 Points. I'm talking 13 carries, 82 yards, three touchdowns, seven for seven for 60 yards, and another touchdown. Woo! That is beautiful. Wow. Uh, I don't know what to say. At this point, if I only played Raheem Mostert against the last four players, I think I still scored more points. Uh, the receiver position, we had Mike Williams, RIP. And Debo Samuel getting up uh, 22 points each versus Addison and Burks with a combined less than 10. Darren Waller disappointed because Daniel Jones disappointed, and he was disappointing at 3.5. Mark Andrews again disappointed at 5.5. That dude ain't right health-wise. Uh, first flex, Devonta Smith had a bad game because crybaby A.J. Brown made sure of it. And Elijah Moore did not have a great game either. Kyron Williams had a little bit disappointing game. Uh, just couldn't get things going. That whole Cincinnati defense just beat up on the Rams. Uh, but it was nice for Sam to get a bounce back from Jamar Chase. That one worked out real well, 20 points. But not enough to beat Amari Cooper, who Clay has told me is hot garbage with 21.1 points. All this dude is wins. That's all he does. He's too good. He's too good, buddy. And the DK Metcalf had a pretty good game at 14 points. As you can imagine, I uh, whomped him 161-24 to 102-12. Some notable plays that could have helped. C.J. Stroud had a good game. Brock Purdy could have had a good game. That was about 20 points right there. And Rico Dowdle had 12 points. Not really much help. Evan Ingram, 10. Honestly, never had a chance. Uh, And then the, the other star of the show... Obviously, uh, besides getting some uh, good protection out of Cortland Sutton, Michael Pittman for me, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, was Devon A-Chan. No, I'm not going to say that, Devon. Your name is A-Chan forever because that boy is just blinging points. That was a terrible, terrible joke. Anyways, off of essentially one-week performance, homeboys got the number five running back spot. He dropped 49.3 points, and you know I love to tell you how he did it, so here I'm going to do it. We had 18 carries for 203 yards. I didn't even do the math yet. 
That's like 11, 12 yards of carry, man. Oh, my goodness. With two rushing touchdowns. And then another four receptions for 30 receiving yards. And another two touchdowns. Woo, man. That is some hot sauce right there. A1 steak sauce. That was, that was amazing. I got two running backs that scored eight touchdowns. This thing of beauty. I don't know how I have to. I, and I'm going to probably bench him this week. And I don't know how I can do that. It's crazy. It's just bananas. But because of Daniel Jones and Darren Waller, I did not get the high score for the week. So Clay can hang his head high that at least he got a high score this week. Uh, so looking forward to next week's playoffs. That was the recap. Or next week's matchups. Uh, real quick, a little matchup. We got Liver Spotted Hands versus uh, Bosley Jones and Insurance. That's my matchup. And uh, I don't know if I agree with the projections because I'm looking at like projections of individual players and how you, how are you gonna give Raheem Mostert under 10 points projection when he has not been under 13 and he had back-to-back just domination weeks of 25 and 41 points. This is just insane. It's insane. Um, I mean, I look down the line and like Tutu's probably gonna have a good game. James Cook against Miami is probably going to have a good game. Nico Collins could have a bounce back. Jeff Jefferson's going to have a good game. Javante should have a good game because they're playing Chicago. And then, of course, Justin Herbert against Vegas. Josh Allen against Miami. So, like, he's got the matchups. Uh, I'm going to call this a coin flip, though. I think we're pretty even. But since I'm a humble guy, I'll give uh, Tyler the win. At John Brown Hines parts versus Nighthawk. Uh, Clay's gonna smash Brian. Sorry, Brian. Your quarterbacks are just rough right now. At, and your running backs are not that great. At the next one, we got Waffle House Index looking to bounce back against my homeboy and Ratatouille. He will do that, uh, I believe. Uh, this is the make-or-break game for Justin Fields, if you can even use him again this season, let alone... Uh, if he's going to stay on the team, because I highly doubt that. Uh, but I'll give uh, I'll give Sam the win, move to 500 maybe, uh, or at least 3-5. and five. And then Matt Cohen, 2.0 versus Taco Corp. Uh, come on. Just stop doing it, Ryan. Stop scoring points, man. Uh, either way, though, Cohen 2.0, of course, is going to win. And then Joyless Chris versus GA Dogs for Life. Mike can win not setting half his lineup. Because Chris is in full tank mode. So that is the preview for week four. I hope everyone has a great match. Except for Tyler who I picked to win. But we are playing. So in this year of rebuild. I am uh, now in a year of probably trying to win. So <sighs> some you just. I try to lose and I can't. It's, it's rough guys. Anyways y'all have a wonderful day. Uh, Thanks for listening, and remember, as always, Goonies never say die.